Uh, episode seven. Good morning. <laughs> Brian has a cold. I have a cold. You do have a cold. Now you're just trying to make yourself sound worse than you really. Well, yeah, that's because people can't see me on this. <laughs> Our viewers can't see me. He's, he's huddled so, in a in a wrap, a shmata, if I'm you will. With, no, I won't. It's not a shmata. What do you mean it's not a shmata? Well, a shmata is not a blanket. A shmata is like a rag. Right, and you're, you're huddled in a I'm rag. I'm wrapped in a rag. Yeah, you're wrapped in a rag. So. You're like the lepers from Ben Hur. Oh. Have you seen that yet? No. Yeah. Let's do viewer mail. Do you have the theme song written? I do. Why don't you sing it? Viewer mail. Opening it up. There used to be percussion with the theme song. Oh, viewer mail. Opening it up. That's better. That's better. So this week in viewer, can I start this time? You got to start last time. Yeah. yeah okay. All right. Start. So this week in viewer mail, we had a nice little exchange of emails with our good friend Amanda. So, Amanda, we need to clarify this, because she did not, uh, we did not relay her, as she calls it, her Will Shortsicdote. <laughs> did I say that correctly? I think you might. Uh, and she, she says the first time she met him, she introduced herself and said, I think you're positively dreamy. The second time, she said, I still think you're positively dreamy, even after Puzzle 5. And he seemed to enjoy that. Right. The third, and Amanda's least favorite meeting, was the next day when she said, Good morning. And no, he no, no, was, she didn't. That's not what she didn't say. Oh, no, say. no, she didn't. You're right. It says, uh, our third, I'm quoting her now, our third and least favorite encounter was the following day when I chirped. <laughs> Good morning, to which she got a chilly morning. From Wilshire. How was that? Was that, that was chilly? That was chilly. Clearly, Amanda thinks he had seen the standings and was no longer flattered. By her attention. Hmm. I don't think Will Shorts r- rolls like that, though. Will Shorts, if you are listening and you want to clarify what exactly happened, yeah, please write us. Please write to us at rbxblog at gmail dot com. She does have an interesting question: Will Brian ever play while Ryan is singing? And and I need to also I need to clarify another thing here. What is that? There are two people in this studio right now. There are two people. You. Brian and me, Ryan. You, Ryan, me, Brian. Ooh, fire bad. Fire good. What is the matter with you? When is fire bad for a caveman? I thought we were doing Frankenstein. I thought we were doing cavemen. Oh, I was doing Frankenstein, Tonto, and uh, the Hulk. Oh, I, wow. We need an agenda. We need an outline. Uh, there, right, so there are two people in the studio. One is... A professional musician, and one doesn't have any musical talent whatsoever. Now, the one who has no musical talent whatsoever is doing most of the music on the show. That's true. That is ridiculous. That is brilliant. No, it's not brilliant. It's true. Why? Why? You are the one who should be doing the music. Why? Because you're a musician. No. What do you mean, no? No, I won't. At the very least, you should be following me. What do you mean I should be following you? Following me on, you know... That's... Okay, that was Ryan both playing and singing. I had nothing to do with any of that moment there at all. So all right, maybe we should move on. I let's move on. Let's move on. We got uh, we got we got an email from uh, Howard Barkin. We got an email from Howard Barkin. I think Howard sounds like he's a pretty cool guy. He because, does seem uh, like a pretty cool guy. You know, he says he likes double stuff Oreos, classic video games, and randomness. That's fantastic. This this sounds wonderful, Howard. Uh, this is great. Uh, he's also alerted us to a word that we should watch out for, a word he had never heard of before. Ushpizin. Ushpizin. Uh, 
Yeah. So he says he had never heard of it. And, and that, that should put to rest the Howard knows everything theory. But he knows it now. He does know it now. So, so now he knows everything. Howard, there was one thing left you didn't know, and now you know it. Now so, it's known by wow. you. And actually by us, too. We now know Ushpizim. But we don't know everything. No, we we know one thing. <laughs> it's just, that's it. No, we got an email week. from the dentist. We did? The Dichi Fly one. The what? Dichi Fly. What the hell is that? D-C-H-H-I-F-L... Okay, it's right there. Can you read it? <laughs> oh, look at that. D-C-H-F-I-L-Y. That was a contest. Dichi fly? Dichi fly. Wow. I actually had dinner with the dentist last Monday. You did? I did. I had dinner with the dentist. You saw the dentist? I saw the dentist. I had a rare wow. sighting of the dentist. He's like a Yeti. I would like to point this out that as I'm looking at the email from the denti- from the dentist <laughs> from the den- from the dentist regarding <laughs> Dichi fly, which is not the proper pronunciation. Google Mail offers uh, related Links, uh-huh. links related to your email, which yes. I find kind of creepy. One of <laughs> our two links connected to this email are called "waterless compost toilet" <laughs> and "women who wear thongs." <laughs> the lowdown on how to wear a thong. And uh, I just like you know maybe our viewers want to take a guess at what this email could possibly be about. That those are our links. Uh, the email was in reference to the contest I proposed last week, which was figure out what D-C-H-F-I-L-Y and, yes, means. And the dentist says, the dentist, gentlemen, gentlemen, dirty, clean, as in underwear, have fun, I love you. Chomp! That's we, probably that it. That I think must be it. Um, uh, to this end, Amanda, Amanda also proposed a suggestion for what it stands for. She thinks it was, do crosswords, honey, finish in later years. Mm, but then followed it by saying, no, she thinks that the I-L-Y part is I love you, but couldn't figure out the rest. We got Howard Barkin. Howard, Howard Barkin. Barkin tried? Yes. Howard Barkin suggested, delectable, crispy home fries, I love you. What else could it possibly be? There you go. Then we also got an email from uh, Dan Fair, winner of the C-Division. We got an email from Dan Fair, winner of the C-Division. And he enjoyed my song. He did. I quite enjoyed Ryan's latest ditty. Now, he says we didn't answer his question about the theme song. Um, here's the thing with the theme song. I wrote it. Brian wrote it, because Brian is a professional musician. Now, the highlight email of our week, and no offense to these others, but the highlight email of our week, at least, we got an email from Mike Nothnagel. Mike Nothnagel. He constructed a couple of puzzles that we've blogged about. And hey, he constructed last Friday. Last Fridays, and uh, admitted that he thinks a lot of people were confused by, uh, I don't even know how to say it, R-A-C-E-M-E. Which, Mike points out, when he first submitted this grid uh-huh. to Will Shorts... Well, I have to, as it appeared in the, in the yeah, crossword... what was the clue? It was simple inflorescence, as in a lily of the valley. And the answer was, I think it's pronounced Racine. Racine. R- R-A-C-E-M-E. Now, Mike Nothnagel says in his email that when he sent the puzzle to Will, he had it as race me, and had his clue as betcha I'm faster than you. Yes, and then I guess Will Shorts wanted to change it to something a little bit harder, sure. since it was a Friday, and changed it to Racine. Didn't and change any of the letters. Right, exactly. Left the grid the same, but changed the clue. And that brings up a, a thing that I, I guess I learned, I don't know when I learned it, but we haven't really talked about it, which is that Will Shorts writes a lot of uh, the clues for these puzzles. Right, I learned that in Wordplay. Oh, that's in the movie Wordplay, yes. 
He says he... He creates many of the clues. Half right. the clues? All the clues? Most of the clues? Some of the clues. Some of the clues. Some of the clues. At least one clue. Real Shorts, if you're listening and you want to tell us how many <laughs> clues you create... I think we should say lots of wrong things about Will Shorts <laughs> so that he he calls he in and like... correct us. Yes, yeah, so that he can be on our yes. show. Uh, rbxblog at gmail.com. Please, Will, please contact us. We're desperate to hear from you. So this is very interesting because as Mike Nothnagel says, I learned something from my own puzzle. He didn't know Racine. Right. You didn't know what... I mean, nobody does. No, it doesn't actually Except exist. Except for Howard Barkin. Howard Barkin knows it because it was not on the list of one thing that he didn't know. <laughs> Ushpizin. Ushpizin. Which he does know now. He's, he does knows he now. He knows 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 it. Uh, so that's our viewer mailbag. Uh, would you like to wrap up the viewer mailbag, Ryan? As long as you follow me. All right, I'll follow you. Okay. Viewer mail! No, you got to follow me on the keyboard. Oh, I'm sorry. Start again. Viewer mail! Closing it up. They hate it when I do this. Monday. Where is Monday? Monday, April 21st. And by the way, I printed these out from across light, and, and I actually highlighted some of the clues this week. But I printed it out in such a way that the numbers do not appear in the grid. How and did you manage that? I, I didn't check it off. I, I, I checked off to print the solution, because I've already solved these, and I just wanted a nice, clear grid. But I didn't check numbers, so there's no numbers. There's so no numbers, so you just have the letters and no numbers. I just numbers. have the letters in the grid, and it's very difficult to tell which clues belong to which well, answers. This looks sort of like the way answers look in the back of a puzzle book. They don't put the numbers there. But you have your puzzle that you've just done to refer to, so you know where it is. Yeah, I guess. Who is this for, though? I mean, how is this useful to anybody? Well, not when you hold it that close <laughs> to my face. It's not useful to me at all. Uh, I think you might have emphasized the wrong word in that sentence. I what think could you be talking about? <laughs> no, I think it's not when you hold it that close to my face. Not, not when you hold it that close to my face. Well, like, you this just, would be helpful, but no. that's not helpful. No, because what you said was, who would this be helpful to? Uh-huh. Which, first of all, would be wrong, because whom would this be helpful to? <laughs> no, that's, that's very wrong. No. Um, <clears throat> but you said, who would this be helpful to? And then you put it in my face. So I said, well, now when you put it in my face, implying it's not helpful to me, I am a person to whom it is not helpful. My face... <laughs> Mail drop Monday, April 21st by Janet R. Bender The most difficult Monday of all time It is the we most difficult We did this together, we did this on paper You did this, I did. I sat here in the room Completely we both, failing to do this We both attempted to solve this puzzle On paper, in our studio And when I was done Brian was so frustrated, he crumpled up the puzzle And threw it at me I did You did I did, this was... This was horribly difficult. This was, and I think a lot of people agreed with us. On yeah, this. a lot of the other blogs then agreed that this was incredible. This was at, at the very least. This was a Wednesday puzzle. This was a Wednesday puzzle. And something very interesting. Uh, Forty nine down local theaters in slang. The answer was Nabes. Yeah, that was the gimme. I think, I think Will Shorts is having fun with us. I think. I don't think so because I think this puzzle was chosen before. Last Friday, well, he's having fun with, with somebody because people did not like Nades when it showed up three days earlier in I Friday's think, puzzle. I think it's a coincidence. You think it's a coincidence yeah. that Nades that has never appeared? When was the last time it appeared? Let's check xwordinfo.com. Let's. Nades has appeared five times. The uh, last time in 1995. Yes, it had not made an appearance in almost 13 years and then in twice in three days. So that's. You think that's a coincidence? I think so. 
I don't think it is. It had been 13 years. I think Will Shorts is having fun with us. You do? I do. Well, let's disagree on that so that Will Shorts can call in. Will Shorts, I really think you need to call in at rbxblog at gmail.com. I'm sure you can figure out how to call (laughs) call an email address. Sure, you could do anything. You're Will Shorts. (laughs) Uh, Tuesday, April 22nd. 2000 and... No, we're not doing that. I don't think we're doing that anymore. Uh, Nancy Solomon. The theme was different ways to say financial terms. Really? That's what the theme was? (laughs) Different ways to say financial terms? Doesn't that sound right? No, I think maybe the theme was financial terms. Sounds a little more right. Not different ways to say financial terms. But there's different ways to say them. Financial terms. (laughs) Financial terms. I think you misunderstood what I said. (laughs) Financial. Pointing it across, seat of government's acquisitions, capital gains, yes. publishers windfall, paper profits, which I, I've never heard that term anyway. No, I didn't know that one either. And salary for selling insects as food, gross income. So that's, right. see, that's a different way. I think I didn't like that one so much because there's lots of things that could be gross, but selling insects as food sounded awfully specific, and then the answer wasn't anything specific. No, it was specific. I felt like the ratio of specific to of answer to clue is in specificity was out of balance. <laughs> fair enough. Is it? Is it really fair enough? Fair enough for whom? It's fair enough for me. Is it? Yes. Fair enough for my face. Can, <laughs> can you repeat what you said? <laughs> Probably not. Wednesday. We're just flying through these. We are flying through yeah. these. Okay, now Wednesday is a big puzzle because it's got a big clue that only you understood and you have to explain it uh, to me. Again. I do. Yes. What do I have to explain? Uh, one across. Low pitch symbol. F clef. Yes. What does that mean? Uh, well, clef is a symbol that is at the beginning of a line of music uh-huh. to help indicate uh, essentially what the range of that line of music is going to be. Okay. Line of music is five line staff, right? Okay. It's a staff of music. Every good boy does fine. Sure. Every good boy does fine is a mnemonic device, much easier to remember than your planet song. <laughs> it's it's not indica- mine. No, it's, sh- it's my turn. So <laughs> it's, that tells you what the, the line notes are in a treble clef. Uh-huh. Every good boy does fine. E. G, B, D, F. Right. right. Those are the five lines when you use a standard treble clef right. in the beginning. So an F clef, the actual like real purpose of the symbol is to show you where F is. And the symbol looks like a backward C followed uh-huh. by two dots. Uh-huh. And the two dots straddle one of the lines. Uh-huh. That line is the F. So if the dots were in a different line, it would not be an F clef. Yes, in fact, there's another version of that clef where it's a little lower down. It straddles the next line down. That would be the G clef. Well, no, it's still the F clef, but it's now showing us that that line is F instead. What? Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, I thought I thought every line is A. I thought the one line is. You thought every A. line was A. <laughs> every line is A. So all the notes are just A. Can you find A on the piano? Yes, I can. No, I can. I can. Really? That's an A. There you go. Huh? There that's not A. But no, that's a C chord. Yeah, it is. That's also a C chord. C minor. That's a C minor chord. That's good. Look at me. I'm looking at you. <laughs> look at me. Viewers, look at Ryan. He's playing the piano. <laughs> I am playing the piano. <laughs> but wait a minute. Is that going to be chapter one of your vo- of your of your audio memoirs? <laughs> My book. <laughs> a book. A verbal book. <laughs> Is that going to be the first part? I am playing the piano. I don't understand what you said about the F clef. <laughs> to sum up, 
Oh. I thought there was one line that's always F. No. The F clef tells you which line is F. In typical piano music. And now, viewers, please notice I'm showing Ryan a page of music. In front of my face. This symbol right here is an F clef. Uh-huh. Right? It's a backward C with two dots. And the, do- the two dots are straddling a line there. Uh-huh. And that line is F. Okay. Now, the way this is currently situated, this is a normal, what we would call a bass clef. This is uh-huh. what it always looks like in the piano music. The left hand of piano music, for the most part. Okay. Right? Makes sense? Uh-huh. Now, what you can do is move that symbol down, uh-huh. or up, or wherever, so that the two dots straddle a different line, and establish that line as F instead. Well, what is the point of that? Well, the point is that you want to try to keep as much of the music on the staff, or close to the staff, as possible. Uh-huh. And if you need notes that are too high or too low, that they descend way off the extremes of the staff, uh-huh. well, then you probably want to change clefs. And you, you change clefts so that you can keep the notes on the staff, so it's easier to read. So it's just a visual thing for the piano player. Kind of. Or, I mean, it's not just piano players. Other people read clefts, too. Like accountants? No. Uh, singers. Uh, bassoonists. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> piano players, singers, and bassoonists. Will Shorts is a world-class bassoonist. <laughs> If I'm wrong about that, Will, please email us at rbxblog at gmail.com. The theme on this one, I don't understand what the theme was. You're going to have to tell me what the theme was because I don't get it. The theme answers, as I see them, are 17 across Mercury, Quicksilver, then uh, 11 down, number one on the Hot 100, Chart Topper, Uh, uh, Talent Scout, Hair trigger. What? Are, what? Are, what's the theme? Horse names. Oh, that's right. Horse names. Horse names. Did you know that? Uh, well, I did. I didn't know who Topper was. Who is Topper? Topper was Hopalong Cassidy's horse. Oh my god! I didn't know Topper. I caught the others. Silver is the Lone Ranger's horse. And, so you got that? And uh, yeah, I mean, then also the two central clues said Ride 'em Cowboy, so that also kind of helped point out the horse theme. I didn't get that at all. Are you saying that sit between Wednesday and now, well, you, you didn't know about these horses at you, all? Well, you know what? I, I did not get it when I did it. I think I read your entry after I did it. Yeah. And so, oh, it's horses. And since then, I've forgotten it. Yeah. And now I know it again. <laughs> In five more days, I'll, we'll, we'll have this conversation again. You'll it's learn the, about it's the horses the, again. It's the circle of life, like from The Lion King. It is nothing like The Lion King. How is it not like The Lion King? Because it's horses, not lions. Oh, that's true. Are there any horses in the line? I think there might be Okapis. There might be Okapis? Okapis. Are they horse-like? They're zebra-like. Well, a zebra is a horse-like. I think it's equine. Isn't an Okapi, what is it, part zebra, part camel or something? What is it? It's, what is an Okapi? I think it's it's part zebra, part camel, part Oreo. I think. <laughs> this is, I'd like for you to explain to me an F-clef, please. An Just F- no, your own way. Having nothing to do with anything, go ahead, go. And an F clef is a backward C that's on the, the basal stanza, uh, <laughs> normally played by the left hand of various bassoonists throughout the city, who and the 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 backward C straddles a line, and whatever straddling of the line it does is the F. Very good, very good. Uh, all of our viewers out there, please tell us which explanation, Ryan's or mine, uh, is more interesting. <laughs> Not more accurate, 
It's not important. Just more interesting. Oh, I think they're both equally accurate. I think they are both equally uninteresting, too. <laughs> Let's talk about Thursday's book. Thursday! Thursday was the 24th of April. April 24th. And, uh... Uh, what was the what was the Wait a minute, I here? have to find mine, I have to find mine. Thursday had a cute little theme here in that uh, the ends of each of five answers when said aloud. Oh, this was good. Said, you know, somebody's name. And so we had 18 across was Midnight Sun, we had Wounded Knee, St. Anne, Market Share, and, uh, and when you read them out loud, Sun, Knee, Anne, Share, and of course what comes to mind... I got you, babe. I got you, babe. So that was the answer. I to thought that was very clever. This yeah. is by Michael Langwald. Michael Langwald. This, yeah, that, was, that was cute. And, you and had to talk out loud, though. I find myself talking out loud when it's this kind of. But you thing. don't like that. That when I have to talk out loud. Yes. No, that's why I record a podcast because I hate talking. <laughs> but you out don't loud. like talking out loud when you're alone. Haven't you mentioned that before? I uh, probably. Uh, but this is very interesting for me on this one. The, the main theme answer, the 1962 across, 1965 hit by the performers, Sonny and Cher, I just got this. Without having any of the other answers, I think I had the Y in I Got You, Babe, and maybe I had a B, and I just knew it. I ended up knowing it also very quickly without the theme answers, and it helped me get the theme answers. It helped me get the other ones. I, I wouldn't have come up with Wounded Knee on my own. I don't think I would have come up no. with Midnight Sun on my own. Oh, by the way... Can we edit this portion and put it back into viewer mail? Because your father sent us a viewer mail. His email opens with, in red, bold text, I smiled throughout your latest podcast, even laughed occasionally. And and for those of you, for the first time, this is you listening. <laughs> That's not the way you say that. Wow. And for those of you, for this is the first time you listening... <laughs> for those of you who are listening for the first time, an ongoing plot line of our podcast is whether or not your father likes our podcast. Right, that's true. And a couple of episodes ago, he hated it. He likes, as possible uh, titles for our show, Cross Nerds, Nerd Words, or Grid Geeks. Now, Cross Nerds was uh, suggested by Not the Dentist. Not the Dentist suggested Cross Nerds, that's true. So maybe that automatically wins, because two people have said it. The main thing about this email, though, is that he has filled it with, with dancing, singing... Emoticons. Emoticons, like these graphics I've never seen before, including a pair of bouncy smiley faces with hands where their ears should be, shouting, Dianu. <laughs> a Passover reference. But the best thing is that he says at the end of this, I may be becoming a fan. Boy, and, and he shouts that because it's in all caps. It's in all caps. He usually doesn't include any caps anywhere in his email. So, so, there you go. There you go, That's indeed. an update on whether or not XOP likes our podcast. It is. One thing I'd like to point out to you, though, is something you were confused about in this puzzle was Five Down, um, the Rams of the Atlantic 10. Oh, yeah, what is up you with that? You thought that URI was somehow an abbreviation for what, Fordham? Fordham. Yeah. First of all, lots of teams use Rams as their okay. team name. So... Have you explored the option that maybe URI is an abbreviation well, for some school other than Fordham? Okay, well, yes. Now, and, your friend Harry, I believe, yeah. commented... And explained that URI is the University of Rhode Island. Yes. yes. But here is my complaint with that. They're both in the same... What do you call it? Atlantic 10. What is that? A division? Yes, it is. Or conference, I think. A conference? Yeah. There's 10 teams in the conference. Two of those teams, 20% of the teams in that conference are the Rams. What? 
Yes! Fordham is in the Atlantic 10? It says the Rams of the Atlantic 10. I mean, I know, that's the clue. But URI is in the Atlantic 10. I don't think Fordham is in the Fordham Atlantic 10. Fordham is in the Atlantic 10. Go to Wikipedia. Atlantic 10 Conference official athletic site. Rhode Island, Richmond, St. Bonaventure, St. Joseph, St. Louis Temple, Xavier, Massachusetts, LaSalle, George Washington, Fordham. Fordham. Fordham Sports. Rams. The Fordham Rams. And the University of Rhode Island is also the Rams. And they're both in the same conference. <coughs> That's bizarre. That is bizarre. So when the University of Rhode Island plays against Fordham, it's, it's the, Rams. the Rams versus the Rams? Now, you, do you see what my confusion was? Are you serious? Yes! I didn't believe you. Okay, but now do you understand where my confusion came from? Now I do. Yeah, I would be upset too. Not really. URI is clearly not short for Fordham. I, I, th- this is not a problem with the crossword puzzle. It's a valid clue and a valid answer. I have a problem with the Atlantic 10 Conference. So let's talk about Friday's puzzle. Friday the 25th of April. Friday the 25th of April. Written by now our good friend Mike, Mike Nothnagel. Now should we give him a title like Dan Fayer is winner of the C Division? Maybe Mike Nothnagel is uh, pen pal extraordinaire constructor <laughs> of the Friday puzzle. That's the whole title? That's the whole title. Pen pal extraordinaire constructor of the Friday puzzle? So Friday, April 25th, I by Mike Nothnagel. I almost had a second straight no Google Friday. You did? But I did not. I certainly, I've never had a no Google Friday. I got tripped up on Racine. Yes, I didn't know Racine. And, but the one, the, the one that crossed it, I didn't get, couldn't get the C in Racine. And the, oh, so you couldn't get the abbreviation for license. Yeah, L-I-C. needed to get, need to get hitched abbreviation. That's oh. 11 down. I couldn't get it. See, I got that fine. My problem with Racine was actually the M. Because you couldn't get time I couldn't zone. get time zone. And even when I got, the, even when I looked it up on some uh-huh. on xwordinfo.com and I saw it was an M. I was trying to parse time zone as like Temezona. <laughs> like I, I had no idea what I was going for there. Had I, absolutely no clue. It was it was I had zone first because I had Matzo and Leo the first and, uh-huh. and whatnot. And I thought it was some sort of uh, climate reference, like a tropic zone, Yo, something uh, like uh-huh. that. But uh, yeah, I, I, I thought it was a name of a mountain. Oh, the clue was mountain, e.g. And I thought it was going to be the name of a mountain, oh. so I was thinking it was. When I saw the M, I'm like Timezuna, Timezoni. Like wow, I, you were way off. Oh, I had no clue at all. Way and the other one that struck that, that I had trouble with was down in the opposite corner, uh, the cross between 52 down and 57 across. The yes. cross between Pax, which was Irene's Roman counterpart. I had trouble with this too. And 57 across, some natural history museum attractions, which is now I know T Rexes. Right. But I didn't know the X. I, I couldn't get the X. I don't either. know the Roman gods, so I didn't know who Pax was or who Irene was. I guess it's Irene. Irene, Irene is a Greek god, and that's a godly name. Irene. Apparently. I guess so. I, I think it's a librarian's that. name. I think, I think so too. You know. But then I when I put the X in, and it was T Rex. I thought it was Trexes, <laughs> right. and I, I didn't know what Trexes was. Yeah, I, I thought, could. wow, I haven't been to the museum in a while. <laughs> I need to see the Trexes. I thought it, I I put an M. I thought maybe the other god's name was Pam. Because I thought Irene and Pam, they seem like... Pam, like short for Pamela? Yeah. And so you I thought th- Pam was a Roman god? Well, I thought if Irene could be a god, I thought Pam certainly could be a god also. Wow. So I had an M in, in T-Rexes, and I thought it was Treams. And and isn't Tyreme something? Like, isn't Tyreme a Roman squadron of soldiers? Or is it a boat? I think a trireme is a boat. Well, what's a trireme? 
Uh, ty- there's no such word as Tyreen. Oh, well, then I was totally wrong. Other interesting clues in this. Uh, Seven Down, long-running Art and Chip Sansom comic strip. And the Born ne- Loser. Yes, I really thought that clue could have said Brian Simmet. <laughs> and you, you looked at some of the... The Born Loser comic strip. Yeah, I found it very uh, boring. It's horrible. I didn't think it was very good it's at all. It's sexist and it's horrible. Yeah, I didn't like it. One of my favorite ones, 21 Down, fictional secret agent, Maxwell Smart. Oh, Maxwell Smart. Love I'll Maxwell be seeing Smart. that movie on opening day because I don't think Steve Carell can do wrong. He cannot point. do wrong. I think he's just hysterically funny. Anyway, we like Maxwell Smart. Yeah. Oh, one other thing from this puzzle. Uh, oh, what? <laughs> 46 Across, TJ Hooker actor Adrian. Zmed. Adrian Zmed's... And I looked this up on X-Word Info. This is the first. The first in the last 15 years. Well, the first since Will Shorts' reign. The first since Jim H. has been tracking these things. He's tracked all of Will Shorts. Oh, really? Yes. All the way back to 90... Well, that's 15 years. Yeah. We're saying the same thing. We are saying the same thing. Stop arguing with me. (laughs) Anyway, I love Adrian Smith. Bachelor Party, Grease 2, T.J. Hooker. I posted the opening for T.J. Hooker on the website, on the blog. It's awesome, is yeah, it not? I watched it. Yeah, we should probably move on to Saturday. You can move on to Saturday, because I didn't do Saturday. Brad Wilbur. I just want to clarify this. Ryan is going to talk about Saturday by himself. I did not try Saturday. I am done trying Saturdays. You are not I done am, trying Saturdays. I am done trying Saturdays. Anyway, this was by Brad Wilbur, and it was very, very difficult. But it's uh, Saturday, so it should be difficult. It was, it was comparable to... Or is it comparable? Comparable. Comparable? What are you doing? Are you reading... I'm reading email. Well, you should at least participate in the conversation. I didn't do Saturday. I know, but you need to still participate. All right, I'll tell you what. Let's have a conversation. You talk about the puzzle. I'll talk about what I did on Saturday. Okay. Uh, It's by Brad Wilbur. It was conducted by Tom Helm. Uh, Five Across, play for which Julie Harris won the 1952 Tony for Best Actress. Kiss Me Kate. I am a camera. (laughs) (laughs) I played keyboard, too. (laughs) Did you know that I am a camera, that Cabaret was based on I am a camera? Yes. You did know that. Yes. Do you have anything else to say about Saturday? That was Saturday. I thought it was a great puzzle. It was very difficult. I had to look up a lot of stuff. You're a camera. You're Mrs. Miniver. Mrs. Miniver actually got. Miniver? Miniver. Miniver? Miniver? I I got that with, I think... uh, Is that like Miniver? With an M. One of the M's I had. Which M? I think the second one. There's two M's. I think I said I think the second one. No, you know what it was? It was seven down. I had seven down. Letters on a new car sticker. MSRP. Uh, but I got. But what I don't understand, something damned with faint praise in British lingo, curate's egg. Have you ever heard that? No. No, neither have I. But this was a good one. Uh, on a rampage, Madagascar, plot twists. All you just read them all. Let's go on to Sunday. 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 By, by uh, three and a half year old Oliver Hill. Oliver Hill is the youngest crossword constructor in the history of time. He is. He is three and a half years old, and he lives in Will Shorts' garage. <laughs> <laughs> That's so not true. Will Shorts, you should call us and tell us how not true that is. No, he lives like down the street from Will Shorts. Yeah, I believe he does. And he, he constructs he's constructed He did puzzle seven of the, the at the tournament. At the ASPCA. <laughs> what was it called? The yes. ACPT. Yes, he did puzzle seven. Uh this this puzzle whatever. I, I wasn't I thought it was fine. I thought it was okay. You know what? I, I liked it. I, I, what I didn't like about it was, I mean, it said it was the, it, it, the theme was included the ten most misspelled words of 1999. Right. It just seemed a little. Why random. 1999? Yeah, like, is that the only almanac available to Mister Hill? Well, maybe. When, when was the last time an almanac came out? I don't know, but he wasn't born yet in 1999. <laughs> That's true. Why is he picking words from before his time? I don't know. 
So, but yeah, so 65 across was like the answers to the 10 asterisk. How do you say that? You try, I don't asterisked. know. Asterisked? Sure. A- asterisked? That's difficult to say. Yeah, but it is. Uh, the 10 asterisks. <laughs> 10 asterisks. Oh, wow. <laughs> More than any other English words according to a 1999 study. And the answer was improperly spelled. So then there are ten words that right. have an asterisk yes. that are improperly spelled. Yes. Not improperly spelled in the grid. No, they're, they're, no they are improperly spelled in the grid. See, this troubled me because Wait, what? I'm generally a bad... I'm generally a good speller. No, these are, these are spelled correctly in the no, grid. No, they're not, though. See, that's the thing. I didn't know how to spell inoculate, and I came up with it, and I thought, oh, that's how you spell inoculate. And then later, uh, perseverance, I thought it ended with A-N-C-E. Wait. And then when it filled in with E-N-C-E, I thought, well, that's weird. I thought it was A-N-C-E. Wait, these are all misspelled? They're all misspelled. What? Well, that's a better theme than I thought. I know. I thought they were just but words that, are, that I can just, be misspelled. I was going blank on how to actually spell things, and I just thought... This might, these almost be like weird variant spellings. And then I finally came around to 26 across, which was Millennium. I thought it was Millennia, because I know how to spell Millennium. Uh-huh. XOP would be pissed at me if I didn't know how to spell Millennium. Two N's in Millennium. And I thought it was Millennia, which does have two N's in it and would fit in the grid, but then nothing made sense. Uh, and the only finally did I recognize, oh, they're all spelled wrong. That's the trick. Wow. It's improperly spelled. All the theme answers are improperly spelled. I did spelled. not know that Because I didn't get I knew embarrassment had two R's, but I thought this is weird. Supersede, I thought it had a C. It doesn't. It's with an S in the middle. Accommodate, I knew it had two M's, but I didn't understand. I was very confused. Wow. Well, there you go. I, I'm learning something new right now. Yeah. Uh, so this was fine. Oliver Hill could probably beat both of us up. He probably could. Yeah. I think he could. And good for him for doing, Absolutely. doing that. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, so that's it. That that's is a week worth of puzzles. We'll be back. Are we doing a mini episode? Yeah, we're going to try to do a mini. We're going to test the waters with a five minutes, no editing mini episode. Yes. So tune in later today for that. So the next episode will be episode eight, a mini episode. And then the next full length episode will be episode nine, which will happen in Are about a week. Are you sure you want to do episode? I mean, because like eight is enough. Oh! <laughs> You're like Dick Van Patten over there. Oh my! I'm nothing like Dick Van Patten. You're a little bit. I'm a little more like Dick Van Dyke. No, Dick Van Patten. Dick Van Dyke was taller. He was, but Dick Van Patten. Dick Van Dyke was also younger. I think he still is. I think Dick Van Patten is dead. No, he's not. Dick Van Dyke is dead. No, he's not. They're all dead. No, none of them are dead. All the Dick Vans are, are open. <laughs> all the Dick Vans are open. <laughs> oh my god. We're totally fading this out. Yeah.